Talk Live. We are launching into hour number one of a new week of fun and excitement on the air here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the same. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Still to come tonight uh, in continuance from something we promised on Saturday night, the story about uh, how micromanaging the government of Sweden is going to become in the world of pet ownership. But first, we go to your phone calls. Brian, who used to be in Colorado, is on the way to New Hampshire, calling in uh, with a trip update. What's up, Brian? Yeah, some, somewhere in uh, uh, New York, I guess. How unfortunate. <laughs> well, we're just trying to get through uh, unscathed if we can. Yep. Actually, I'm talking on a cell phone in the car, and I believe that's illegal in New York. But the uh, the tollway <laughs> guy didn't, uh, you know, flinch when he gave me the ticket. So, you know, the the, uh, the toll ticket. Anyway, I hope we don't uh, we don't lose you here. But uh, we're heading, uh, as I, I mentioned on Saturday, uh, my boys and I are heading to New Hampshire to uh, be a, a, a early mover for the Free State Project. Excellent. Early movers time uh, three, I guess, right? Or times four. It's two, your two uh, boys and then your wife is coming eventually, right? Actually, one boy and the wife, and the other boy will be another year or so. Gotcha. Maybe two. Um, but uh, yeah, we're all we're all really excited about it. In fact, we were supposed to be there uh, by now, but we we uh, we stayed with some friends in Ohio and uh, uh, stayed up a little too late, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get kind of a late start. But uh, I'm laughing, but of course, because I know who it is. It's uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI, and he's a bit of a party animal. Yes, and he uh, the the beard just never stopped. Uh, but we did. We did see. He's the executive producer of Barry Cooper's next um, uh, movie. Oh, you guys uh, had a little private screening. Yeah, so we got we saw it Never Get Rated last night. And and how was it? It was very good. I mean, that, it, it, it needs a little bit of work. Uh, yeah. You know, just in, in the things. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great resource for people that want to uh, uh, grow some plants, perhaps, and uh, sell them and just kind of keep it keep the government out of their business. Yeah, Barry Cooper's never get raided. Uh, I think it's still, they're close to a final cut on that, as I understand it. It was pretty close when I, when I saw it, but yeah, I felt the same way as you. It needed a little tightening up, a little right. bit more editing, but uh, otherwise, it's really just... A, it really takes the next step, a huge next step for Barry Cooper, uh, because his first video, you know, as, as many of our listeners may know, some probably don't, he's a former law enforcement officer who has now joined the side of good and is out helping people stay out of jail uh, in the world of, uh, of drug users. and People that don't hurt anyone and have never stolen anything. Yeah, and so his first video was about how to you know, keep the drug users out of jail. At this point, now he's helping people, as you say, grow a little marijuana, sell a little marijuana, uh, that way uh, they can hopefully stay out of jail as well, because none of these people are harming others. They're just engaging in consensual so-called crimes. And uh, so big big congrats to uh, to Barry and Jason and everybody who's behind that project. I think it's a wonderful thing they're doing. Yeah, it is wonderful. Well, hey, we, uh, something came up today. Uh, Cooper uh, uh, put a question out to the three of us, and, and I didn't know how to answer it from a libertarian point of view. So hmm. uh, I'd like him to explain that to you guys and see if you can come up with uh, maybe a market solution to this problem. Okay, sure. I'm right, sure we can. Hey, guys. Hey, Cooper. What's on your mind? Um, I was watching a movie the other day. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of I Am Legend. I've heard of it. I've heard it's very good. I'd, um, was yeah. it good? Yes, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um you know, there wasn't any government to speak of in the most of the entire movie, so you know, I was, you know, good in that aspect, I guess. But um, not to give away too much of the movie, but you know, um, 
that has to do pertaining to it. Um, you know, there there is an infection of this virus, mm-hmm. and it you know kills almost everyone. But this is just the beginning. So mm-hmm. they're on New York Manhattan Island, and um, it started in Manhattan Island, and so they they're issuing this military quarantine of New York, right, to keep the infection from spreading. Spreading. So they uh, they blow up the bridges and they you know stop everyone from leaving at all. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering. If the same situation happened where you have this horrible, deadly virus that would kill billions of people in, in, a, in a free market world, what would be the, uh, the uh, recourse for it? That's a great question, and I would. Uh, well, I'll first take the off, cop out and say the market would decide. The market absolutely would decide in that particular case because there's no way to know what the uh, the, the free market um, in a world where there is no government. Is, that's the question you're asking. Um, you know, it's completely free market. What would uh, what would happen? And, and it's 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 very, it's difficult to imagine. But I think that um, what people are what likely do here is err on the side uh, on the in, in the area that we've been sort of taught to err, which is that the government can protect us from bad things that happen. And I would say that uh, likely, if the government tried to protect us in this you know the, the, this imaginary world where this virus is spreading like wildfire, that um, you know, that they would fail. That the that they're blowing up the bridges and trying to quarantine Manhattan Island would fail. Would um, probably end up killing more people than uh, would have died otherwise. Right. So what you would have is a lot of blown up bridges, and uh, you you know and and some people likely hurt. Probably uh, tough to get food. And, and it stuff wouldn't like have that. and it wouldn't have done anything to stop the virus anyway. You know, you're playing in a very imaginary future, and um, you know when you're talking about deadly viruses, this is sort of it's it's a role that, uh, role of government that people really um, you know they they want the government to take up. For instance, uh, one of the scare tactics with uh, with Mexican immigrants is the uh, the drug resistant uh, tuberculosis tuberculosis that's supposedly just waiting across the border to uh, <laughs> cascade into America, and the only thing that's holding it back is our um, immigration bureau. Bureaucrats, the, uh, the the border patrol and, and those kind of people, they're actually forming a wall, a human wall, preventing the drug bo- <laughs> um, drug resistant tuberculosis from coming across the border. The fact is, they're failing to um, prevent illegal immigrants from coming across the border. So therefore, they're failing to stop this supposed, uh, this alleged disease that's out there. And I'm sure it's out there in some form or another, but I I just don't think it's uh, quite as virulent and dangerous as people. Uh, uh, p- people would like you to leave in order to keep the uh, bad, bad Mexican immigrants out. So I, my answer is I don't know what the market would do, but I can tell you that the government would fail to contain it. There's no doubt about that. I mean, maybe just to speculate for a moment as far as how the marketplace would handle it, uh, certainly marketplace actors, people, businessmen, uh, they don't want to lose their business, and they they certainly wouldn't want a sub, you know a, a substantial amount of their customers perishing walmart for instance uh would not want this infection to to spread so they would have a you know level of financial interest beyond just wanting to look good they would also have a level of financial interest to uh to help fund some sort of a cure uh, i wonder what kind of resources would be put towards i mean if there was this awful terrible situation that you're describing what kind of market-based resources would come to uh, to the rescue in that case? Uh, how much money would be contributed to to help helping find a cure quickly uh, for, right. for and, a situation? That, like that would be something the average consumer would be very interested in finding out. You know, that would, you know, um, yeah, yeah, that would yeah, interesting to see. I would never want to see it, but it'd be 
you know, interesting to speculate about. So thanks yeah. a lot, guys. Very good. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. E- either way you, cu- you slice it, it's not a good situation. Uh, people are probably going to perish and in a, in a viral situation like that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I definitely would not put my safety in the hands of the government. Because what they're going to do is they're going to lock down certain areas. You're not going to be able to leave. And they, if they are anything like what happened after Hurricane Katrina in the way that they handle people, you'll be herded around like cattle, and you'll be lucky if you get your hands on some bread and water. So you're prob- probably your odds of dying in this awful, viral, uh, just scary future that he'd uh, pa- that picture he'd painted there, your odds of dying probably are higher if you've got government out there trying to keep people safe. Uh, at, at the very least, they're, uh, they're even. 1-800-259-9231. We'll continue with your calls. On screen to the amp line, who's this? This is Zach in South Carolina. Zach, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I was just calling with some good news about South Carolina and the real ID. Oh, excellent. So what today, is it? Today I went to a press conference that the governor had, and the first sentence out of his mouth was, this press conference is to um, express the intention of this administration not to participate in the Real ID program. Good to know. Hang on, Zach. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Still to come, micromanaging. If you don't, if you don't stand up to, uh, to the government and refuse their control over your life, the control will continue to expand into areas you never thought they would ever get to. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. We'll talk about that coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on this site are totally free, so enjoy those, including the updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh you need to know about the show. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. It's free, of course. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Still to come, we've got to talk about the Swedish pet thing. And also, since you brought up Walmart, there's something in relation to uh, the the big evil corporation and the Hurricane Katrina situation. Uh, We'll get a little analysis of that coming up tonight. But your calls are primary. We go to them first. So let's start things out here by continuing with Zach in South Carolina. Now, Zach, you said that apparently South Carolina is still one of the few states, a handful of uh, states, including New Hampshire, Montana, and I think there was a fourth one, but I'm not positive on that. But at the very least, New Hampshire, Montana, South Carolina have all been standing strong against the federal government in this real ID situation where the feds, of course, are trying to force a, a national ID card down the throats of everyone in America. Only these few states have actually decided to say, no uh, to the federal government. We are not interested in participating in your real ID program. And that's what you're saying that, uh, what was it, today or yesterday, very recently, they had made that pretty clear to the feds? Yes, today was a press conference, and of course today was the the deadline for every state to submit a request for an extension. But our governor made it clear in his press conference that he was not asking for an extension, but exemption and he frequently referenced New Hampshire in his speech and hmm. talking about them 
expecting the other state to not comply at all. Now, have you heard? We've we've gotten word that both Montana and New Hampshire have been granted extensions from the federal government, even though they never requested them. Uh, have you heard that that's happened for South Carolina as well? We Zach? don't know yet because he just sent in the letter today, which again wasn't a request for extension, but it was the right. deadline. Yeah, right. And um, you know what the Montana governor had to say about that is, we sent them a horse. If they choose to call it a zebra, that's up to them. <laughs> so you know they can call that a request for uh, exemption. You know, risk, uh, a request for extension, even though it is a request for exemption, if they so choose. Yeah, I think that's what you're going to see happen. They're going to do the same thing with South Carolina. They're just going to get, grant them the extension, even though they didn't ask for it. And they're going to continue on pretending like they uh, that they're going to hold to their word of of uh, forcing every individual who lives in those states, if they don't get a real ID, to have to go through secondary screening at airports and not allow them into federal buildings. That's what they're threatening, and we don't believe them. We think that they're bluffing. So far, it appears they are bluffing because they have not held firm with their threats. Their threat was that if you didn't. If the state governments did not send in this extension request by this certain date, and you say today was the last day, then come come May 11th, they were going to force everybody to go, th- go through secondary screening at the airports and no longer allow people into federal buildings without the real ID. And it's just nonsense. They're just lying, and uh, they're throwing their weight around, trying to make everybody think they're big and scary, but really, they're like a paper tiger. Thanks for the call tonight, Zach. Appreciate the update. 800-259-9231. And I think you're going to see this more and more, not just at the federal level, but also at state government and local government levels, as more people continue to... Uh, to just say no to the government and just say yes to liberty instead the government people aren't going to know how to handle it and they're going to keep threatening and threatening but you're going to see them backing down and backing down now that's my prediction others have predicted that they're going to back down for a little while and then they're going to crack down after that i i hope they're wrong but time will tell it, yeah it's, it's hard to say what's going to happen but uh i, I don't want to make it uh I, it, it sounded, sort of when you said it it sort of sounded like these states were concerned about people's personal liberties and didn't want this yeah. real idea for that reason and they don't that's that that's that's not it yeah that's a mischaracterization of what's going on in fact the states just wanted money and they didn't get their money and and now they're you know being cranky about it that's but it all. still is interesting to see how the feds have responded right it, it, it's a nice little taste uh, uh test case even though it's not perfect, and it's not going to be. Ever. Let's continue with your phone calls and go to Dave in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Hey, guys, I got two things. First off, you know what tomorrow is? The first of April? Yeah. April I got Fools? one for tomorrow, what I'm going to do. Reptilian space alien robots are stealing my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> but on the serious note, uh... I heard that we can, if we want to save our money, we could send our money offshore, but that would be illegal. I don't know if it's illegal to send your money offshore. I think it's only, I think it's only illegal to not tell mommy government about it. Yeah? I'm not sure. I'm not an offshore expert. There certainly are plenty of websites out there that would claim to tell you what the truth is. That's got to be the trickiest part about going offshore, is that you don't don't know who to believe. I don't see it harming anybody. No, of course it's not harming anyone. If anyone's harmed, it's the federal government in that they can't get their hands on it anymore. But unfortunately, most of the offshore places will roll right over for the federal government. So that's one of the tricky parts. And Dave, thanks for the call tonight, as always. One of the tricky parts is if you want to take your money or assets or whatever you want to take them and put them offshore, from what I understand, and I have a very basic rudimentary understanding of it, 
But from what I understand, the trickiest part is, A, figuring out where you can actually put it without having the United States federal government being able to get their grubby little paws on it. And secondly, figuring out who's honest in order to deal with that person or that organization offshore. It's not like you can go down to, you know, just walk on down to the local bank and and talk to the, the owners or, you know, talk to the manager telephone or over the Internet and, uh Unless you've got some recommendations from somebody that you know and trust, got to be a little scary. Then yeah, you don't know who you're dealing with. You don't know what their reputation is like, and you really, if you're looking into this, you really need to do your due diligence seriously. Speaking of due diligence, somebody told me I think it was Puke, one of the guys here in Keene, one of the activists. Uh, we were at the Social Sundays meeting, and he told me that the Zap car, yes, is a scam. Did you hear about this? No. Remember, we talked about the Zap car recently on the air. It was a few months ago. The news came across our desks that there was this electric car in the you know the process of being uh, put together, and it was relatively affordable. And they claimed that Lotus was involved. And Puke told me that he saw a, like a feature story on Wired magazine on their website about how this entire thing is like a big scam. Huh. The, the whole Zap thing. It's basically from what he told me, and I didn't read the articles. I'm going off of what he said. Uh, but he's a trustworthy guy. So he said that they really did their due diligence, and they looked into this company, and it's the company exists, and there are some guys that are running the company, but what they're essentially doing is they're trying to make it look like they have this product that they don't actually have, and that is an electric car, and they're trying to sell distributorships, so they're trying to sell dealer accounts, basically. Right. And so these people that are really excited about getting involved in the business of selling these what are supposed to be revolutionary electric cars are uh, apparently just getting taken well, for cash, and Lotus has nothing to do with it. Lotus has said we don't know who these people are. <laughs> I, I believe that they have, in fact, the the Zebra sedan X E B R A. I don't think I've ever um, had a show where I've said Zebra twice in a row. Mm. But um, the Zebra sedan, which is a, a little enclosed golf cart thing, and, mm. and there's a Zebra truck also, which is a, a smaller enclosed golf cart with a bed. But the Alias and the Zap X, uh, they're still in production, as were. Yeah, but do they have those little cars? I, I, I actually wrote them to find out where the dealers were, and they t- they wrote me back where I could find one, where I could go buy one. So I wonder about that. I, All I I'm telling you is, what, check out Wired, see if you can find that story because it sounds very interesting. More on the way, you can take control, bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live, and remember, do your due diligence. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, including the live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both free for you, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The Free State Project Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th, and at Porkfest, you'll be able to see firsthand why Ron Paul loves New Hampshire and its activists, and expand your network of liberty-loving activists, businesses, and organizations. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. As we continue with your phone calls, we go to 
John, calling from Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, John. Yes, uh, I want to respond to your uh, free market theory. The government has uh, at least two legitimate uh, disciplines for the economy. One is a safe working place. The other is uh, the prevention of monopolies. Is that in the Constitution, both of those? The problems that we're having in the United States today are the result of a free market economy going oh, really? crazy. Because, Sounds like propaganda uh, to me, sir. Uh, uh, because uh, monopolies in the form of these international corporations... Have, uh, Can you give me an example? On competition. You're talking in very, you know, I don't know if glittering generality is the correct term, but in generalities for sure about these corporations. Well, uh, which ones are you referring to? Which I've one is a monopoly, on this radio sir? Is generalities. Which which one would be uh, the monopoly you're speaking of? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Exxon. Uh, Exxon. No, they're the only oil seller in the entire world. British, British Petroleum. All they of them. Uh, they're, they're one of a very few. But oh, that's not a monopoly. That's not a monopoly, there, there sir. There should be thousands of them. Well, I would agree with you there, and regulations keeping people um, yeah, from competing in that that's arena. That's not a failure but, of the free market. But a monopoly is when mono, meaning one, a monopoly is when one business competes in an arena. Yeah, sorry, bud. That means that uh, the reason one why there aren't a thousand of them is because of government regulations, sir. So try again. We have a group of uh, we have a group of oil international concerns who uh, manipulate the uh, price of oil. Of course, the price of oil is dictated on the uh, stock market. That's where the price is established. Well, it's actually the uh, uh, probably has to do with it, the cost involved. It's not stock market. Um, you know, they they buy and sell futures in oil. Um, so that's probably what you're talking about. It's a futures market. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. So but there's only been uh, one president in the entire history of the United States who had the cojones to bust monopolies. I believe that was uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Got their, the they got their the right of way from the government. The, the railroad, um, the railroad companies got all kinds of lucrative deals from the government. So well, of course it was, they did. They, it was essentially buying off the politicians like they are today. Right, and that's the problem. The government in the business, not the um, you know, not the government well, no, breaking up monopolies. Teddy Roosevelt was in the government, and right. his Congress. Uh, they busted those monopolies and created the opportunity for. Uh, Competition to resume. John, yeah, sorry every, about that. John, every time, look, to, to rely on the government wrong, to break up monopolies like Teddy Roosevelt did, if he's the only one who had the guts to do it, then what you're telling me is that the government fails to do this over and over again. There have been, what, 20 presidents since Teddy Roosevelt, well, it, and it, none of them have done anything, and then you want the government to, um, you say that it's a legi- it's legitimate role of government failure. to bust up monopolies? They've failed. Let's try something new. It, yeah, sorry, you gotta, you got to understand what, uh, something, John, and maybe I can help clarify this for you. Our problems today is what the government has not done. No, I'm sorry, but well, you're wrong about that. What the government that. has failed to do, not what they've not done. Because that's like asking a, f- uh, a fourth grader um, to, to do uh, rocket science here. The okay. government is incapable of doing it, John. I don't think you understand something about monopolies, John, and let me see if I can help clarify it for you. You seem to be confused into in, in believing that monopolies can just pop up out of nowhere. And uh, 
that's just uh, not the case. Monopolies occur because they drive out the competition. Who's they? They buy them up, they bury them, uh, they put them out of business until they're the... Uh, only group that is selling a certain product. That so you're, you're talking about a fa- the fantasy land of a, mo- a market monopoly, which very rarely, if ever, has existed in the history of uh, the marketplace. You're suggesting that a company would do business so well that they would offer such a stellar product or service that no one else would want to compete with them. Because in a free marketplace, no, and any now slow down, John. You just let me explain this real quick, and then you can keep on blabbing. Uh, look. Let me see if I can help you understand this before you go on making another point here. If in the marketplace a product or service is offered and it is so good that no one else wants to compete, well then there's nothing inherently wrong with that situation because in a free marketplace you are always free to jump into the game and compete with those people. The only way monopolies have ever existed in the history of this country is when governments have enforced their monopolies, sir. So the monopoly situation that you're so frightened of only exists with the approval of government and cannot exist in the absence of government. So I'm afraid you just got it all completely wrong. Your thoughts? Well, what about the uh, bust up of the uh, Microsoft thing? Well, that's nonsense, sir. Microsoft, um, you know, offers all kinds of products, but let's talk about their uh, probably their their most wide-reaching product, which is Windows. You know, it's a it's an operating system, but there's operating systems out there to compete with Microsoft. There's Linux, there's Apple. Microsoft simply doesn't have a monopoly. Now, if the government goes out and says somebody has too much of market share, well, that's not a monopoly. Well, I think you're both a couple of mindless idiots. Well, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I think our listeners can judge for themselves which one's the mindless idiot, sir. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Let's talk to Phil in Vegas. Phil, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Ow. Um, that was some deep. Uh, <laughs> hi. Uh, yeah, Phil from Vegas. I was intending to call in to talk about anarchy. A lot of people don't seem to understand what that is, but uh, it's basically saying, do we really need Big Daddy standing over us telling us what to do? Or can we go ahead and run our lives better without government interfering in it? Apparently, John from Ohio thinks that we need government. Yep, I, I heard that just now. Um, but there's a great line from uh, 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 probably from the book, but uh, I haven't managed to get hold of a copy of it. Uh, if you've ever heard of Probability Brooch, L. Neil Smith, I have heard of it, but I've never read it. I, it's it's yeah. a comic book, right? I it's been made into a comic book. A it's graphic also, novel. It started out as a normal novel. Oh, yeah. is that so? I've read the uh, the, the comic book. Yep. Um, you remember the line, government is a disease masquerading as its own cure? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, basically, um, whenever government gets involved in anything, it seems to make it worse. I mean, uh, you talk about the monopolies, um, the the government grants that started a whole lot of the uh, things, like, for instance, uh, I've been watching uh, the Ron Paul uh, radio on free, the Free media networks people have mm-hmm. been talking about the new Paulville thing. The new what? Uh, basically, the, uh, a couple people managed to arrange these collective land-buying deals for pretty cheap. Uh, one's in uh, Texas, another's being attempted in New Hampshire. I wouldn't mind actually starting one up in Alaska, personally. But uh, What is this? 
basically buying up uh, the one in Texas that I know of uh, is 50 acres that uh, somewhere around 40 to 50 people got involved in. Um, uh, but basically... Um, and what are they doing they, exactly? Uh, they're, they're, they're buying up a section of land so that they can form a little bitty sort of community of like-minded people. Libertarian commune? You're talking about like a Galt's Gulch or something like that? Um, it's less of a commune, uh, to my knowledge, because they're still going to actually engage in some forms of at least internal commerce. But um, it's basically, you want to go ahead and live among people who believe in liberty... Uh, rather than having to deal with neighbors who right. probably don't. That's already going on here in New Hampshire. Yeah. I don't know why they're trying to reduplicate. You don't have to buy in. <laughs> yeah, the Free State Project. Thank you for the call yeah. tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. By the way, those features include the bulletin board system, Shrine of Female Listeners, and more. We give it all away, but we do ask for your voluntary support in the form of becoming an amplifier. Just head on over to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up for the program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is if you like what we're doing here on Free Talk Live, you want to hear us get on more radio stations across the country, then just send us 3 bucks a month via the AMP program. You can do it any major credit card, PayPal, and some alternate options. Uh, head over to amp.freetalklive.com, and you'll learn about the perks you get access to, like the AMP-only call-in line, chat room forum, and more. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. So just a few moments ago, we had a guy on the phone telling us about this Paulville uh, idea, which is not very original in that uh, apparently a bunch of people have decided they want to get together in the name of Ron Paul, apparently, which kind of... Kind of a little weird, a little cult of personality-like. Yeah, a little odd. Uh, th- they apparently have uh, found some land in Texas, and I don't know how far away from everything it is, but I get the feeling it's you know just like a plot of land un- undeveloped, and they want to create kind of a libertarian enclave on it. Well, it's my understanding, the information I've managed to, to collect so far is called Paulville, and they're calling it the Free City Project. The reason they call, can't call it the Free Town Project is because we're already doing that here in New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, the, Grafton, uh, up in, it's, it's, I, I don't know, middle of New Hampshire along the western side, uh, they're... You know, there's a guy there, Bob Hull, who used to sponsor this show, um, and uh, he's got just an enormous amount of land, and they're doing the same thing there. And yeah, why redu- Why you know reduplicate the effort? I suppose it's the cold. It gets cold in Texas, doesn't it? I don't know. I guess not as cold. No, 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 it doesn't. But uh, oh, you know, I say best of luck to them. If that's the way they feel they can achieve liberty and in their lifetimes, then uh, when it fails miserably, please come to New Hampshire. Yeah, we'll be here waiting for you, and we'll have the best activists in the uh, in the country here. So uh, the best right. of luck. And to the those other guys. thing about a free um, a town is. You know, the, one of the reasons New Hampshire was chosen was the uh, the small you know the small amount of people that uh, actually live in the state. The state has um, certain amounts of uh, sovereignty, million right? A certain amount of sovereignty from the federal government and could could legitimately and legally claim more so, um, and uh, also could secede relatively eas- more easily than could a town. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just Decide to do the free town project in, 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 inside of the largest state in the uh, continental, uh, the contiguous uh, 48. Well, 
we, I mean, you, you've got the still going to have the Texas uh, 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 Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. What, TABC, what, is they, what do they call it? Alcohol Whatever. Bureau. Yeah. And they've all the right got track. all kinds of uh, bureaucracies on the state level that you're never going to be able to escape. Now, yeah, you'll be able to get away from uh, town problems, but honestly, if you're just looking for low taxes and a certain amount of freedom, you can find that in many towns in the United States. You don't need to go set up your own free town project. The Free State Project makes a hell of a lot more sense because we could actually make a libertarian country if we decided yep. to secede. Now, that's not what the Free State Project's uh, goal is. It's just to return one state to liberty. But that could be a way to do it. Absolutely. Let's continue with your calls. Ladies first, Shelly is on the line in Ohio. Hello, Shelly. Shelly in Ohio. Hello, darlings. Hey. Um, yes, I'd like to call in and comment about the Paulville stuff, okay? okay. Please. <laughs> now, I am not part of the Paulville all right, so don't, you know, don't kill the messenger here, all right? Wow. But um, you guys just found out about it, and you heard that, you know, it's a bunch, it's a group of people, and they found a plot of land, and they found it really cheap, and they've decided, hey, let's, let's you know, let's live around each other because, you know, we'd be cool neighbors because we think alike. Yeah, it's a great idea. I don't think, yeah, but... I keep hearing you guys down it, and I don't think it's really fair. It's not like you have, you know, a corner on the market having a cool neighbors or something. Well, you know, we many times people who are in, in a particular line of work. And- be cool together. That's all. In a particular, it's, it's many not like times, they're trying to trump you guys. Well, you know? I, I don't think they're trying to trump us or anything like that. I'm just saying, why would these people go and try to reinvent the wheel when the wheel is being built right here in New Hampshire? And no, I'm not talking it, about the free. It's not like they're trying I'm not to reinvent free, it. The free state, the free city project. I'm talking, or the Paulville, or whatever. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the participants. Why would they bother doing so? Because all all it happened to be was a guy found some land mm-hmm. for a really good price. He was like, you know, hey, this would be really cool, and it could be, you know, cool, you know, warm environment, the whole deal. And everybody thought it was a cool idea to do. So they were like, well, let's go in it together, and we'll have a cool spot. That was all it is. It's Good luck yeah, to them. That's They're what I said. I'm not coming. Did it sound like we were coming down on them? I just thought. Yeah, I just, it did. I, well, I, you know, I do sort of. I I, I feel a, uh, an amount of competition, and like many people, um, well, there's you Free know, State Wyoming. That's been going on for a little while and Mark. failing. Well, right. cool. You know, and and to tell you the truth, I I don't really know all about the Free State stuff. You know, I mean, I'm a newbie. You know. Well, they have so a website. It it's a free state people project. People trying to be cool with each other. That's all. And it yeah. happened to be someone found some land. They're not. Real, they're not trying to. There's a lot of land up here they in like New Hampshire. You guys. Well, when w- before you make an investment in going to Texas and living in uh, the, the the free city project, before you decide to do that, check out the free state project. I think you'll find that we're a lot farther along in this process, and we have a lot better chance of success. Well, no offense. I mean, like I said, I'm not part of it. Um, Right, I understand. I myself don't want to live in Texas, and to tell you the truth, I don't want to live in New Hampshire either. But even though I'd love to have their laws and everything, I just want to be warmer. That's all. You Aren't you in mean? Ohio? So there's no competition whatsoever. <laughs> oh, exactly. I don't even like living here. Oh, I, mean, I want to go say, south. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because New Hampshire and Ohio, there can't be a big difference between uh, temperatures there. Right, right. But if I'm going to move, I'm going to go warm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, with with warm in the United States comes tyranny. Yeah, that's true. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's the truth. I 
actually just moved out to a township so I could have a little more freedom instead of being stuck inside the city. And mm. it's not exactly, you know, the best or anything. Yeah, you know, but I didn't want to sound of, like, uh, Shelly, I didn't want to sound like I was coming down on those guys. I just think it's kind of fruit, you know, kind of gonna, going to be fruitless in the in the long run because they just don't have the uh, the support that they're going to need when they go up against the uh, the government people. I'm not in, calling in them bad. Well, I'm calling I don't them think silly. they're really trying to go up against anyone. It was just, Well, you they're know, going hey, to go up against someone eventually. Cool, you know. Once the government people find out they're not paying taxes or whatever it is that's you know going to happen there uh they are going to have a bit of uh, of a problem and i hope that they're prepared to deal with that and i just think it would make oh, more sense heard. to be around i just think it would make more sense to be in a place where there are hundreds and hundreds if not thousands and thousands because that's the eventual goal of the free state project which you can well, learn yeah, more about by the way cooler? at freestateproject.org yeah. if there if you were around thousands of people that agreed with you as opposed to just you know a couple dozen i mean a couple dozens better than nothing so that's why i say the best of luck to them i hope to hear nothing but good mm-hmm. news about Paulville, and I hope it doesn't turn into like a Waco situation or something like oh, that. Oh, no, it's not. No, and see, and I heard you guys use that word commune earlier, too, and that's not what it is. It's not like they're all going to be out there, you know, naked hippies or nothing like that and, well, what's wrong and with bending naked? off everybody. It's just a naked? little place, and, you know, whoever builds there, so be it. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? They're just trying to be cool neighbors. Do you know where all, it is? And they're is not it? exactly like going to run out there with tents, and they're all going to start living there and stop paying everything. Oh, they're going to keep paying taxes? Well, then what's the point? They're not going to stop paying taxes? That well, doesn't sound like any fun to me. You know what? I can't really speak for them. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not involved. Maybe one of their people can call in. Like that. Maybe one. I'd like to have one of their people call in and explain why they wanted to do that. Was it just because of the warm thing? Was that the, was that the one issue that kept them out of New Hampshire? That's what I'd like to know. Shelley, thanks no, for your call no, tonight. I'm- we appreciate it. 800-259-9231. She's not a representative, so no point in asking her more questions right. about it. And and I guess I, I'm not saying that these people are bad. I'm saying that they're silly. Um, that if if they want to go live at a place where um, with other people, they're like-minded, liberty-minded, and they want to work towards liberty, that's the idea. Then I think that's great. We're doing that. Uh, that's that's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah, it's too cold, Mark. Right. Too well, cold. <laughs> and, and the one thing that's keeping you from moving to New Hampshire is cold. Look. I'm from Florida. Yeah, me too. It's cold. I'll admit it to you. But I went out every, well, just about every day. I can't say every day. But just about every day, all this winter, and swung a hammer to build my house. Sometimes the, uh, you know, sometimes it was low as single digits out there, usually. I think you're crazy, personally. But you didn't get frostbitten or anything like that. No, I lived. And there's, um, you know, it, it, you think crazy? There's, I got a guy who's staying on my property until my house is done. <laughs> living in his truck? He's living in his truck just to prove. <laughs> I guess, just to prove. <laughs> just to prove that one can um, survive the New Hampshire winters. It's not that big of a deal, people. I'm me, from Florida. Yeah, me too. Both, Native. both natives. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you, the fact is, you, you get used to it. I remember back in Florida, Mark, when it would drop into like the 60s. I'd have a you know a, a ja- leather jacket on, mm-hmm. and I'd be all you know cold and shivering. And and now here, when it's well, in the mid 40s and the sun's out, it's like yeah, bask in the warmth. Uh, it's, you completely shift your perspective over time. It'll it will. It's not as bad I the admit, second year. Warm is better. I, I'm 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 for warm. I'm I'm all for warm, but. I, you know, it's just one of those things I can't get. When I lived in Florida, there were you things I couldn't it's get. Warm in here. I couldn't have snow skiing in Florida. That's true. And you can't have liberty there either. 800-259-9231. We got a, uh, somebody on the line wants to talk about this Paulville thing. Maybe he'll have a, few, a little more insight for us. You know, our founding fathers from Valley Forge just sneer at the people that won't move here because of the weather. You can bring up anything. This is your show. You take control of the airwaves. Hour two coming up. 
Anything goes. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch an hour number two of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Still to come, hopefully the Swedish pet regulations that are pretty crazy. We'll discuss those with you, but uh, your calls are primary. So we go to the phones and to Ziggy in the UK, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ziggy, on the amp line. Hi, guys. What's okay, on your mind? There was a call um, straight after I phoned you on Saturday with some guy who was going on about the differences, wanted to tell you about the difference more. Yeah. And I do remember you kept telling him, you don't care, you don't care. And he just didn't, he just seemed to ignore that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is, this is a, a big problem with conspiracy theorists, that basically they just, they just listen to the voices in their head, and they don't actually listen to anyone else. You know, I, it, it seems it does seem that way. Well, you should care. You well, should did, care about this. That was the guy that told us that he was shocked we could even become talk show hosts since we didn't know anything about chemtrails. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, I was, I was going to uh, connect this. Now, in the States, you have 9-11 truthers. Now, the equivalent here are those people who believe that Princess Di was bumped off. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. There's all sorts of conspiracy theories that you know she was bumped, bumped off. Well, considering she died in a car accident, which was by all accounts pretty random, you know, I, I'd love to know how they, how the state managed to, you know, orchestrate that one. Oh, I'm sure I they really have their do. theories about um, that. You know, it's stupid. But anyway, I mean, the the, the sort of just coming to the end of the inquest, and I actually died in 1997, but they're, they're only having, holding the inquest now, and I've had six months of testimony, and a lot of this had to do with um, a fired who could uh, um, died a, his son, of course, was going out with Princess Di at the time, mm-hmm. um, died in the car accident, and he, he's the one who's, who's sort of led this conspiracy that the establishment oh, really? bumped, bumped them off, because she was pregnant, um, and, you know, the establishment couldn't be having, you know, <laughs> You know, a mixed a mixed race in them, which was that actually that that actually is completely stupid because it would actually be a, it would be a PR coup for the government if one of the royals had a mixed race child. What do you mean because by that? It, it, sorry. When you say it could be a PR coup, what do you mean? Well, basically, race. Um, I mean, for instance, proportion. We have a high. We have a far higher uh, Islamic population in this country. Mm-hmm. People from the Middle East. And basically, you know, there has been some racial strife between white, white and Asian, as, as not Asian as in Chinese, Asian as, yeah. as and Middle Eastern, um, uh, especially after the seven seven bombings. And so that would show like a coming together of uh, of the races. Yeah, exactly. It, it, you know, it, it would have been something of a PRQ. But even before nine eleven and all that, there were there were problems, and so it would have been a PRQ for the government. And you know, so you're hardly going to bump, bump, bump Princess Di off if she was pregnant with with, with the you know a fired son. 
Yeah, it's a good point. And why go through the uh, the you know the trouble of trying to arrange a, a, an actual automotive accident that seems relatively complex? Wouldn't it have been easier to just poison her or something like that, and yeah, then just exactly. make you know, false that, the... that, that, that has been pointed out so many times. Yeah, even with with all the I mean, this this, this has, as I said, it's been an endless inquest. Even with this evidence, I bet you there will still people who say, "Oh, it's a cover up." Sure, of course oh, there will know, be. You know, the full truth hasn't come out. All right, well, and, well, and I'll the ask the same question. Came out, it came out on the 31st of August, 1997, when they went speeding into a tunnel and hit a pillar. Yeah, and, and it's, it really begs the same question that the 9-11 truthers and the chemtrail kooks and all those other guys around here uh, that I always ask them, and that is, you know, well, what about it? So you've spent all this time researching this, and you've come to these conclusions. <laughs> so? Now what? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I just, I just want to copy it on the Paulsville thing. You were wondering why would people set up a, a Paulsville or not set, um, um, come to the Free State Project? Yeah, that's Paulville. I can, this... I can, actually, I can actually tell you why. Um, basically, some of the followers of Rob Paul um, basically do distinguish themselves from libertarians, especially when it comes to immigration and mm. abortion. Well, they, it is a gated community that's yeah. uh, relatively near the border, so perhaps they uh, want to keep uh, keep out the uh, brown folks. Yeah, I get the feeling that it's going to be a gated community with a bunch of turrets up on uh, up on the gates because it, it, what you mentioned, Mark, that we're talking about this Paulville idea, and Ziggy, thank you for the call tonight. We talked about this Paulville idea last hour, and I think we've got somebody else on the line who wants to comment. But uh, you know, it's essentially people that are using the Free State Project idea, but on a much smaller scale uh, in Texas, apparently. And they've already purchased some of the land, so they're trying to get a bunch of uh, people who are apparently liberty-minded uh, to to move to this plot of land where, I guess, they're going to to live free, which I think is a you know a wonderful idea. But I might point out that there's no gate uh, in Grafton. You mentioned Mark that there's the Free Town Project here in mm-hmm. New Hampshire, uh, where a similar concept has been going on for a number of years now. So they've got quite a jump on the the Texas people, but there's no gate involved there because. Don't think that they feel it's necessary. Why would you need a? What do you need a gate for exactly? Is there a lot of crime around this particular area? Well, isn't that normally the reason for the gated communities? To, I guess it's it's to make people feel safe, to keep the undesirables out. Well, if you live up here in New Hampshire, right, you you feel pretty safe. I mean, it's a pretty safe place. Sure is. Very very low amount of crime, and of course that has to do with the gun freedom here. But let's let's continue to talk to more people about this because I think Chris is on the line in New Hampshire, uh, listening on Free Media Networks. Hello, Chris. Chris, in New Hampshire? Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I am personal friends with uh, the people who are involved in the Paulville Project, and I wanted to offer you uh, uh, the chance to answer some questions about it, and at the same time mention that uh, I moved from Hollywood to Manchester, New Hampshire, with... uh, involved as a Free State Project member and was just up in Grafton the other day looking at land with a friend of mine. Oh, fantastic. So you're well-informed in this subject. So, yeah, how does it compare to the Free State Project? Here, here's the point. Uh, there are some people who uh, really just don't like the cold is part of it. Uh, and the other side of it, too, is that Texas actually is not such a bad state for uh, other projects like this to take off in because of uh, some of the laws that still exist. There's still a lodial title, for example, in Texas. So, but what we really have here is a, uh, a very cheap land acquisition of 50 acres that uh, a friend of mine uh, – Offered, you know, offered up to a group and said, let's see if you know, we can raise up enough money to uh, buy all 50 at once, and then we'll all have land that we can fall back on in case anything happens. It's really not much more complex than that. So it's, it's really a, a bunker-type situation? 
no, I wouldn't call it that. Uh, it, it's, it's much more of a sustainable living experiment. Uh, you know, we have a, a, and I say we, I mean friends of mine, uh, are, are really well informed on what it takes to, uh, to live off-grid and mm-hmm. to uh, use land to, to, uh, to be sustainable. And th- there's just simply a difference of opinion on whether or not New Hampshire is the proper vehicle for that or not. Believe me, I tried to get these people to come to New Hampshire already. Yeah, well, you know, some people are are simply not going to move from the um, from the cold, you know into the cold. As you know, as hard as that may be for me to fathom, being from Florida and knowing, uh, you know, that 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 our founding fathers uh, went through Valley Forge and all those kind of things. Some people just won't move into the cold for liberty. And they uh, should have a, a place to live too. God so bless them. Good I, luck. I wish them the best of luck with this. I mean, what do you think they're? So you're saying that they're going to live there full time, or it's going to be like a a backup situation? Well, I imagine much like the Free State Project, it's going to uh, people over time will slowly move there and set up. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of study in sustainable living and mm-hmm. and earth ships and the like. Uh, so I think what's going to happen. Uh, the the reason you're being broad, rebroadcast on free media networks right now is uh, the the guy uh, Jason Ebacher, who is the brains behind Paulville, is also the brains behind uh, grabbing Free Talk Live and putting him on the air. Uh, yeah, I've uh, talked to Jason. He's a good guy. So yeah, excellent man. So now I looked at the map of where this Paulville location is, and it's like 60 miles east of El Paso. Uh, not really in the vicinity of anything. How close to the grid are they? If they wanted to hook up to power or something like that, is that even possible out there? Yeah, there's actually, uh, I believe there's phone and power already off the main road, so they would have to go have it wired up and stuff. But, oh, that's uh, good. Uh, you know, any, you know, this is like prime solar real estate. Solar and wind, there, uh, it, it will cost each. The average user probably somewhere between five and ten grand to set up wind and solar at, uh, to to completely get off grid on that. Well, one. let us know if it, uh, you know, if they actually have any success with this, Chris. I'm sure you'll be keeping your eyes on it. And thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Well, I, I like the idea of competition between the freedom groups. I think it's fine. It'll bring us all up. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the single CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. We've got over 340,000 posts for you to surf around through serious discussions, fun stuff as well. You'll find it all, and it's all totally free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs. .freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls. Let's talk to Benjamin in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Benjamin. Um, yeah, I'm call- asking a question about uh, New Hampshire and the Free State Project. Yes, sir. Well, I'm currently in high school right now. I'm an 18-year-old anarcho-capitalist. But Lovely. I'm thinking I'm thinking of either moving out west after I pursue a career in the water treatment industry or moving to New Hampshire. I choose New Hampshire. <laughs> of course we do. What's the west uh, got for you? One of the questions I had was, uh, 
How can you get cheap land in New Hampshire? Of course, uh, the, New Hampshire has a quite a variety in uh, the options of land that you can purchase. So you can you can buy stuff in the middle of nowhere for next to nothing. Right. Now that's that's what cheap land means. Is um, one thing that you need to to take into consideration is cheap land doesn't come near metropolitan areas anywhere in any state. Cheap land generally doesn't come with improvements like electricity, um, which is you know a big one. It doesn't come with improvements like broadband uh, internet service or, for that matter, dial-up internet service in a lot of cases. Telephone lines. So, yeah, you can get cheap land. There's a lot of cheap land. You can uh, just, as a matter of fact, there's recreational land uh, out in, uh, you know, right around Keene. You can just put in the uh, Keene zip code or something like that and, and find, I, I, I don't want to quote anything, but about $1,000 $1, an acre, if I remember correctly. Oh, I always kind of figure that uh, you get a lot cheaper land out west than the highly populated state like New Hampshire on the east coast. Well, New Hampshire isn't that highly populated. It's not like the entire thing's an urban zone. In fact, most of it's woods. So there are only some there are only very few urban areas and I mean I don't even know if you can accurately label them as urban. Uh, it's just it's uh, the, the most populated area is Manchester and that's only got 100,000 people in it. So uh there's not a lot of people out here. It's only 1.4 million people that live in the entire state. Well, anyway, I was saying I was going to go into the maybe water waste treatment industry. Mm-hmm. I know, like, uh, local uh, water treatment plants and sewage treatment plants, but I'd rather not work for a government job and, like, feel guilty about taking taxpayer money for my paycheck. Well, it's it's a little bit different because those government agencies are funded usually 100% by the customers. Uh, they, I don't know, they might there's take a, a, there's some There's coercion money. and force there because there are laws that say that they have to hook up to the water grid in the town That's that they true. are. But it's but one of the less objectionable government agencies. It is less objectionable than most. But... If you are, if you in fact want that for your life, what you need to do is look for towns uh, and municipalities that actually have private uh, wastewater treatment. They do exist. They I do don't know exist. if they're up here, and they might be. I don't know where they are, but you need to do research in that if that's what your sort of goal is. It's an admirable one, and um, I certainly wouldn't uh, try to dissuade you from it. But if you're going into wastewater, you're going into working for the government as an anarcho-capitalist. Yeah, and if you are well, someone who loves freedom, I mean, you call yourself an anarcho-capitalist. I prefer the term free marketeer. They're both very similar. Uh, but if you're somebody that loves freedom, there are some liberty lovers out west, but you're not going to be anywhere near them because it's just the the states are so huge and the population centers are so spread apart. Uh, here in New Hampshire, we can drive over. We're in the west side of the state. We can drive to the east coast in you know a couple hours. Uh, so it's not hard to get anywhere here, and we're always in close proximity with other people that love freedom. So if you're looking to join a movement of people that really love liberty and all are living in a, in the in relative proximity to one another, the Free State Project at this point in time is the only the only way to go for that. Well, I assume that there a lot of the wastewater treatment thing will be in the private industry because you have companies like Westinghouse. Uh, they all have wastewater treatment facilities. Uh, do you have any kind of that stuff up there? I don't know. That's as uh, as Mark said. You'll have to poke around and look at the different towns and look at their setups. I know that down in Florida, in Sarasota, there was an, an area of the city that was served by some private company based out of Orlando. Hmm. So it it has it is has been known to occur. But discovering what the uh, the situations are that'll require you contacting each individual, probably the city or someone that lives in the the city or the areas that you're looking at, and just kind of uh, figure it out on your own. That's probably the best way to go about it. And best of luck when you're, uh, with your decision. There's no better time than 
at your point in life, you said he was a high school student. If you're in high school, what a great time to really start thinking about where you want to take the rest of your life. Do you want to move out west, or do you want to join the uh, the next uh, Second American Revolution here in uh, New Hampshire? Thanks for the call, well, dude. I have one more comment yes. about uh, okay. Ron Paul. Yes. A lot of people are saying that he's not really a real libertarian because of his anti-immigration, anti-immigrant views. Okay. But uh, he lives in Texas, and a lot of those people down there, a lot of them are, you know, I don't want to say racist, but a lot of them are anti-immigrant. So even if he wasn't, he would probably have to say that he was anti-immigrant and put on a good show. Yep, I believe that's what he's doing. Getting voted in. Yep, I believe that's what he's doing. I, I, I've heard of, uh, you know, I've heard his, him talk about immigration, and he's managed to play the line between, um, you know, sort of people who are more pro-freedom and less uh, pro-freedom as far as immigration goes, very, very well. He's a politician after all. And uh, essentially, he he says, oh, jeez, I, I want to try to get, uh, get get the quote as close as I can, but. Um, he says that if we get rid of welfare and those kind of things, then then people are less likely um, to want to you know sneak across the border and and take us for you know our money, and and then at the same time he suggests that we need to uh, stop the flow of immigration and get our uh, country in order, and then we could let him. Yeah, start I like back the in. old Ron Paul from 1988, where he was just plain old libertarian on that issue and was uh, absolutely in favor of open I, I borders. I don't think he could have gotten. I, I have to agree. I, I don't think he could have gotten elected with uh, with a you know. Without having some kind of immigration, I understand, view. but it's just more evidence of what Benjamin's saying is true. In that Ron Paul, at one time, we know he believed in open borders, and now he's changed his tune. It's got to be political. Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it, dude. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything. We continue with Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, Paula. Paula, Florida, going once. Paula in Florida, going twice. Hi. Hello, Paula. What's on your mind? Well, we just got, I don't know if you heard it, but uh, all the farmers have shut down. The farmers they, shut down? Yeah, all they, of them? they didn't want to pay the export fees or having to stuff, you know, ship stuff out you know, to other countries. Mm. And so they, they shut were, down uh, to where no, none of the people in America are going to be able to eat? No, it's that the food going out of the country, okay, they're going to be short on food, but they said that they had shut down. And I don't know exactly what they meant by shutting down, but I mean, who's they, they, they and shut who down. Said it? And it was on the news a while ago. Yeah. So, so, so they they're not going our, to export yeah, you, their food. They're only going to sell it here in America? Yeah. So they're just, voluntarily taking a uh, cut in pay as a result of uh, the, the regulations. Yeah, well, they said they'd be out of food like within a week or so over there in Europe and Japan. Hmm. But uh, anyway, I didn't know if you all heard this on the news or not. I haven't heard it. No. Interesting development. What else is going on, Paula? Well, they said that uh, uh, with the trucking situation... They said possibly the food, will, the stores will be out of food by Friday. The stores are going to be out of food. Wait, wait now. The, the stores in Europe and Japan, or no, here. Oh, here. Yeah. So we're we're not going to have. I any don't food think that's going to happen, huh? Paula. All right, everybody run to the grocery store tonight. It's going to be a food run. Uh, we're going to have to send people out, get some canned food, because I don't, I don't have the, uh, you know, we're not, um, we're not uh, Mormon. Mormons, so we don't have the preparedness that we probably See, should. See, the Mormons have the good idea. If you had canned foods right now, you wouldn't be worrying. Paula, thanks for the call tonight. By the way, don't believe a word she says. 800-259-9231. You can take control. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free 
Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features include the wiki with over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. WIKI.freetalklive.com. The world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is happening April 11th through the 13th at Knob Creek Gun Range. It's fun for the whole family with machine guns and flamethrowers for rent. Helicopter rides and 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m., 10 bucks per person. K-N-O-B, CreekRange.com. That's Knob CreekRange.com. 800-259-9231. Continuing with your phone calls, let's talk to Jeremy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to run out of hot dogs by Friday, man. <laughs> yeah, you're referring to Paula just calling in, <laughs> suggesting that all the grocery stores were going to run out of food because of the trucker strike. I just had a couple other quick comments. I didn't really want to talk about much. I like listening to you guys, so... I just wanted to say that, you know, whether you're pro chemtrail or, I mean, I believe some of it, but what I just, you know, it's like all the time they call up and it's like, give give me a break already. Well, if you don't want them to call, don't bring it up. See, if no one brings it up, then no, then it doesn't offend them. I think the chemtrail callers are more easily offended than you know some religious people out there. I mean, we've talked about uh, some theological things on this show and have not been very friendly toward Christianity and the Bible in general. Uh, but yet, it never stirs up the uh, the religious people like it like talking about the, uh, the the chemtrail issue stirs up the conspiracy kooks. So just you know, better to not even mention it. That way, they don't get it in their head to call in about it. I have to agree totally. By the way, I just have one more thing. I watched an excellent movie tonight. What's that? Called American Gangster in it. Oh. And it goes to show how the, I mean, it's like a true story and it just, the government brings it in just like in Vietnam. They were, the military. Drugs, that is. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that movie. It's a Ridley Scott film and uh, I look forward to seeing it. Thank you for the recommendation, Jeremy. We appreciate the call tonight. 800-259-9231. You've got an email about the conspiracy stuff, Mark. I know that. We'll get to that here. Do you want to get to that? I I want to, but I want to talk about the Swedish thing first, because I promised it on Saturday, and we never got to it, so get that ready. Uh, In the meantime, I think we are all, uh, yeah, we're all tapped out on the call, so let's uh, let's continue and talk about the Swedish situation, where they are regulating people's pets to the point of insanity, right? Uh, They they are, um, and it it just goes to show what, a government can do when it, uh, you know, gets more and more intrusive and which is what it does more and more about what you're doing in your life. But I um, we were talking about the, the, the zap car and I want I had like a paragraph that I wanted to read. Can I read that before the, the Swedish story? OK, go All ahead. Right. The zap uh, car. This is an electric car, which is supposedly a big scam. Well, it, sort of. Um, but now, I, Wired. I was looking into this. Now, Wired has a huge expose on this, and I re- recommend anybody who's interested in electric uh, cars go and read this about the Zap company because you'll want to know. I've been on this Zap website maybe 12 times in mm-hmm. the past few months because I was really thinking about getting one of these Zap Zebras. And uh, here's one, just one little uh, uh paragraph. Even more crushing, Yousef, that's a guy who uh, dropped down 100 grand to buy a, uh, uh, a dealership. And he got basically taken. 
Yeah. Okay. Discovered that all the electric zebra sedan, um, all the, that the all electric zebra sedan did not come close to achieving the 40 mile per hour speed and the 40 uh, mile range Zap claimed. In fact, the zebra went about 34 miles an hour on very flat ground with the wind behind it. So maybe what, it was 40 miles an hour downhill. Perhaps. <laughs> What Yusef says, it, it stalled on steep hills, and worst of all, had a range of less than 20 miles. Wow. When he complained that it would be uh, impossible to sell an electric vehicle with such limited range, Yusef says that he was referred to the Zap dealer's liaison to a larger and more powerful battery set, and with that installed, the Zebra would uh, go almost 40 miles per hour and travel nearly 40 miles in a single charge. Hmm. That's a claim. I don't think he did it. Um, only they wanted us to pay for the battery upgrade out of our own pockets, recalls Yusef, who realized that after the expenses, he'd be making at most about $100 per vehicle. Damn. So really look into this Zap company before you go and buy one of these Zap Zebras. Yep. Due diligence. Uh, let's continue with some phone calls here, and then we'll get to the Swedish thing. Okay. Uh, let's talk to Justin in Maryland. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? What's on my mind is that I just recently found out they're making a DNA database. They're taking our babies' uh, blood, and they're just uh, the government, Homeland Security, is taking this stuff, the, our DNA, that, which is our property. You know what I mean? It, it, there uh, couldn't be much from more. From our yeah. children, without us, without telling us. And is this all at the, birth? The states. You know what I mean? Is this happening at birth? Yeah, it's happening at birth. It's been happening for a while. Now, Mark, did this happen recently? You just had a son. Uh, Jack, little Jack, was born a few days ago. Mm -hmm. uh, did they take his DNA from him? Uh, they, they didn't poke him in any way. I, I imagine what he's talking about is cord blood. What's no, that? No, 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 no. I'm talking about they're not going to tell you, and then you're not going to see it. But they do take blood samples. D don't you think that they were, I would, uh, for one thing, Jack never left my sight. And this is, um, and, and I took some precautions. I didn't have my child in a hospital. Mm -hmm. I had him in a birthing center, which Good is idea. Good essentially idea. set up like a home. But, um, you know, I, I, would, I would encourage parents that, yeah, I do think that the people in the hospital really do think they know better what's going on uh, with your kid than you do. They think they, um, that immunization is the way to go. Maybe you think that, maybe you don't. That's a decision you need to make. They think that circumcision is the way to go. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. They think that social security numbers are the way to go. Maybe you mm -hmm. do, maybe you don't. And these people will be making decisions for you, and they'll do them for your own good. I think oh, this yeah, is definitely something right. people, people should be concerned about, Justin. And I had heard that it was going on in the U.K. I was not aware it was happening quite yet here in America. Well, but all the states are happening. Yeah, one state is really fighting Minnesota, um, but uh, is really fighting to uh, get this over with. Uh, you should look up on YouTube uh, DNA uh, Warehouse. Mm. Um, look at look look up at that uh, DNA Warehouse, and uh, you will see that just about every state has like they don't even tell the parents; they just do it anyway. Interesting. Thank you for the call tonight, and appreciate you bringing that to our attention. Uh, as I Thank said, the, the UK is quite far along on this. They already have a national database of all kinds of different information on young people in the UK. And, of course, they, they want to, naturally, as government programs always do, they want to expand the amount of information in that database. And I believe they're expanding anytime, it to the world of DNA. Right. Anytime they uh, um, you know, can get a little information, they want to get more and more. And if you ask yourself, well, what's the big deal about the government having this information? Couldn't they use it for some good purposes? Well, remember that the government is a fiction, and it's really just a group of people who are willing to do business through force. And would you want a group of people, say, would you want Walmart collecting your DNA information? Who would want that? That'd be bizarre and weird, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Who the hell are these people to be collecting your DNA inf right. information? I don't know who they are. 
Uh, yeah, so this is one of the reasons why it's important to look at what other countries are doing, because those bad ideas tend to get shared around between the bureaucrats. They they spot one country or one locality doing something that's tyrannical and awful, and they say, darn it, why didn't I think of that? I'll introduce this in my area. And so then they go and they spread these bad ideas around. We'll continue talking about that here in a moment, but let's continue with your calls. Day, uh, actually, no, Eric in California, listening on KCAA, is on the line. Hello, Eric. How are you? Hi, doing great. What's on uh, your mind? Uh, I don't. Did you guys hear the other day uh, they came out with a listing of the safest and most dangerous states? Uh, New Hampshire happened to rank as uh, the one, I think, the safest state in, uh, really? in the country. Yeah, and yeah. normally it's in the top and three. Recently, uh, they also rated, uh, somebody rated them as having one of the most ineffective governments in the United States. <laughs> Thank you goodness. Know, isn't this amazing that you can, hey, A, have the safest state in America, and B, have the most ineffective government? What does that tell you about government? Government is yep. dangerous. You got it. Yeah. Um, you know, getting uh, back on the topic of New Hampshire, you know, one of the... Uh, what I found one of the major drawbacks in terms of attracting people there outside of the cold weather, uh, the property tax rate is very high in New Hampshire. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's one of the, uh, you know, what I've seen as one of the major, you know. Well, here's what I would recommend as a solution to that. Move to New Hampshire and don't pay the property taxes. <laughs> You'll have well, people here that are doing it with you. There will be people that will join with you in that. I'm looking for people to join with on that particular issue. And the, even those who aren't ready to make you get that plunge. get a few plunge, people together, I'll do it too. Even those who aren't ready to make that plunge, plunge, they'll still be out there to support you. They'll still be out there to help you as well. So that's what I recommend. That's what I want to see happen here. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, shop at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com. Get yourself some great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. I see, Mark, you and I, just by total coincidence, happen to be wearing the Free Talk Live zippered style hoodie. Yeah, I do like uh, the, the zippered hoodie. It, it, it's more like a little cardigan. My, it's my Mr. Rogers look. I like it, too. My, my head has a little bit of trouble fitting in the hoodie of the pullover style one, so mm. it's actually more comfortable for Your me. Your big old noggin. Yeah. Anyway... Continuing here. I, I do like it. It's a uh, it, nice quality zipper and everything like that. I make no money off of this, so the endorsement no, to, uh, to get the, uh, uh, the the sweatshirt here is is uh, completely of my own. If it support. makes you feel any better, we're not making much money either. The store has yet to <laughs> Nobody's turn a profit. Money. Nobody's making money on that. <laughs> so uh, store.freetalklive.com. It's not because we're not selling things. We are selling things. It's just not a whole hell of a lot At of things. At this point, it's, it's, it's uh, seed money for, uh, you know, the... To be able to hold on, get larger product. Yeah, it's basically it's it's basically a a, a large marketing effort for the show. Essentially, it's, it's an excuse for us to get our gear into your hands. But unfortunately, it's not going to make anybody rich anytime soon. But nonetheless, buy some stuff at store.freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet the answer to losing your extra pounds? Is working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures. Read his story at notfatanymore.com. Want to get off the fad diet roller coaster forever? Then check out 
notfatanymore.com. Now, are these the same people as the other websites? FTL Discount? Yeah, he, he, th- he thought that uh, FTL Discount would be better to use for mm-hmm. Free Talk Live. Um, and I, in fact, think that the that little uh, jingle that I just sang, which is on the Ridley Report. Credit to R- Dave Ridley. Actually, it's not Dave Ridley. It's uh, his oh, really? friend JJ who uh, did it. Oh, okay. Uh, and um, I can't. I don't remember JJ's last name off the top of my head. But uh, he he did it, and it's a great little jingle. And I think that uh, it's it's probably a good idea to use the uh, notfatanymore.com website. There you go. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. We continue with your phone calls. Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Dave, Montana, going once. Hey yo. Hey Dave, what's on your mind? So, hey Mark, uh, <laughs> I heard just heard your. Son was born. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, I uh, helped deliver my son. And after that experience, I thought I think everybody should experience this. By the time they're 14, you should witness a couple of births and be involved in one. And I think we'd have a whole different world. I know in other parts of the world that's what happens, you know, because I think in America, birth has been like stolen from the family. Yeah, it's really turned into to more of a medical um, thing, and the, and the father is really relegated to the sidelines. the same lines. with death, too. Yeah, that's that's true. It's very you antiseptic. Know, and and, and it, they make tons of money off of them. See, it could be much cheaper. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that way, too, but better and healthier for families, I so, think. And, Dave, when you say and, you uh, helped, did you help like I did? You ran around kind of yelling and pulling on your hair? Excuse me? <laughs> Did you did you help like I did? You kind of ran around and no, I helped. On your head. I helped out. I cut the cord. I did cut the cord, but only well, we when went, I said, stop we running around and screaming, cut this cord. Rigmarole. We were having a home birth, right? Mm-hmm. And then oh, wow. her blood pressure shot up, and my midwife says, "By law, I got we got to go to the hospital." Mm-hmm. So we <laughs> loaded oh, no. up. He, my son was crowning already and everything. Wow. And so we rushed him to the hospital. She picked this wrong door to get in. I almost busted down the door. <laughs> and, and that's another thing. I think uh, fathers for the first day should have like a special little hat. And you just get out of his way and let him go do what he's got to do. <laughs> because uh, I had to get to the store, you know, and get some stuff because he came like a week early and everything. <laughs> oh, so you're saying that the special hat should like let you cut in line and the stuff? Man yeah, hat. yeah, okay. yeah. You know, like get out. I, I was starting ready to throw people out of the way, you know, because <laughs> I had to get back, you know, and I think or a sash. You know, fathers for the first twenty-four hours should have like a sash. Yeah, Just, there should absolutely you know, you be a new father ascot. Absolutely. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, talking about a whole bunch of people, I can't believe out of three hundred million people, man, the three people running for president we got. You know that it's. It just—it's insulting. Well, to Ron America. Paul's still out there. He's still running, and the Libertarians will be throwing their hat in the ring here soon. Dave, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, Great call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So, Mark, you were telling me during the break, since Dave brought it up, that the whole baby thing—you uh, were telling me that you—you you, you definitely feel differently, don't you? I mean, you come home, you want to go and run and see the baby. I mean, what are some of the the uh, things that are a little different about your life already? Uh, well, um, besides the fact that you're sleeping in the middle of the kitchen floor. I am sleeping in the middle of the kitchen floor. For all the people who snickered and, and, and <laughs> shortled that I might have to get up in the middle of the night, I have not yet had to get up in the middle of the night to take care of the baby. Um, I, you know, it was, it, my, the deal with my wife was if she's in you know, relatively normal health, mm-hmm. um, if she wasn't dying, then she 
had to get up and take care of the baby. In exchange, she doesn't have to work. Mm. Um, so that's I mean, not too shabby, right? That's a good deal. Basically, she signed up for you know like a firefighter for the next yeah. couple of you know next couple of years or whatever it is. You know, full time mom. She she is, yeah. and so it's, it's not a terrible deal for her. And um, in exchange, I I want my sleep. I need my sleep. I make the money. You know those the, those yeah. kind of things. So I haven't had to get up in the middle of the night, but however, I am sleeping in the middle of the kitchen floor <laughs> because it's the only unoccupied room beside, um, you know, it's the farthest room from the baby. <laughs> and uh, he does, be, you know, he starts howling in the middle of the night. I have earplugs in and I yeah. sleep on an inflatable mattress. So there wow. you go. All right. It's well, not so bad. Yeah, so Life's okay. So it's not that she booted you out of the bed or anything like that. This was, this was your kind of no. choice? Well, she did mention today that it's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a giant California king-size bed, uh, latex mattress, you know, that yeah. she and the baby sleep on. 1-800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls and talk to Mike in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Yeah, you'll find something uh, new about that child. What's that? You'll find uh, you'll be more overprotective and obsessive about it than your elders were. <laughs> How so? Oh, especially like our, my first child for my wife. Uh, she was in uh, labor 11 hours. Yeah. Well, it was uh, a tough one. It's about how long and my wife was I, in. I, I found myself overprotective more than my parents were. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, to me, it's the most valuable thing I've ever had. Oh, it seems man. like it's such a, a, a fragile, valuable little thing that I don't know much about. So I'm, I was it, always wondering why my parents were concerned about things about me. Now I understand. Yeah. Yeah, you probably didn't understand the extent of it when you were young, how overprotective they actually were. They might have been more overprotective than you realized. Yeah, yeah. Unless they abused you, in which case that would be a different story. No, no. So what else is on your mind tonight? Uh, This um, blood storage thing. The what? I mean, I don't understand, you know, when they take the DNA from the blood. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have acquired ailments anyways from our environment, right? They what? And we've acquired you know, like leukemia. How about leukemias and anemias and that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Isn't that most of that from our environment and our diet? Anyways, I don't. It's a good question. I don't think I anyone think really is, huh? knows where that comes from. I couldn't tell There's you. That group of, a lot of people with anemias and leukemias, and I've always wondered when I was young how I was going to cure that. Not I don't sure about that. that I'm, I'm, certainly do not do medical experts. DNA database for that sort of thing too, and glaucoma and all that other. I don't know. I, th- I don't know what they're using the database for, and I don't really care what their excuse yeah. is or what their reasoning is. Yeah. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's right, and I, it's intrusive and it's invasive, and it's it's certainly all of that if they're doing it without people's permission. Thank you for the call tonight, yeah. dude. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine. 9231, it's one thing to ask someone to participate in a DNA collection program, well, and it's another thing to in, demand it. it, it these, these cord blood programs... I, what, is I, a cord, what is cord blood? I, okay, I don't know. Uh, we didn't do it I, because I don't want the... like you know For that very reason, I don't want the, the child's DNA being recorded someplace. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, cord, uh, blood from the uh, umbilical cord is valuable in some way, shape, or form to someone for something. Hmm. Um, and I believe that it can be particularly valuable to the, uh, the the child itself for some reason, but I don't know anything beyond that. You know, uh, Dave mentioned uh, how disappointing the presidential candidates out there were, and there is somebody else who's running now as a libertarian, which is we were kind of shocked to hear that he joined the Libertarian Party. Mike Gravel, mm-hmm. the former Democrat, now joined the Libertarian Party, and we asked ourselves, is this guy all of a sudden, did he discover principle? Does he understand liberty now? Right. And well, one of our listeners, uh, Curry, in uh, in New York State, went to a presentation at, at Cornell Law School by Mike Gravel and got to hear from the horse's mouth. And no, he is in no way a libertarian. He's with us on some issues. Mm-hmm. You know, he's good on the war on drugs, and he's anti-IRS, and you know he doesn't like the Patriot Act. 
but he's also uh, very much in favor of all kinds of uh, lefty agenda stuff, uh, you know, promoting democracy and just all the, you know, simple run-of-the-mill stuff. In fact, uh, <clears throat> Curry wrote this extremely long email. At the very end, <clears throat> he says he thinks that Gravel would score 100% on personal freedoms on the world's smallest political quiz, which you can take at quiz.freetalklive.com. But he only thinks he'd probably score 20 to 30 percent on the economic freedom axis, which puts him in the left territory. He says he reminds me more of Nader or Kucinich than Ron Paul. So the questions remain, why in the world has Gravel joined the Libertarian Party? Why did the Libertarian Party accept his membership? And why is he now running for president under the LP banner? He says, I think the answer is obvious. He's looking for more attention, and he wants to sell more books. He said he apparently was plugging the hell out of his book sales while he was there at uh, mm. at Cornell, and he wants to be relevant still. He's a washed-up politician. Hour three's on the way. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. Bring up whatever's on your mind toll free. 1 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, rolling right into your phone call. Still to come, Swedish animal regulations of insanity. But first, we go to Dave in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, Dave. Hello, Dave. New Hampshire Dave going once. New Hampshire Dave going twice. Oh, 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 here I am. Oh, wow, there he is, wow. Dave. Sorry about that. It's the Ridley Report, Dave. Hello, Dave, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, well, I just wanted to talk, uh, actually, I have more questions than information to give. I want to know a little bit more about Freedom Fest that you guys are planning out in Keene. Oh, yes. Freedom Are you Fest. still planning on uh, doing some civil disobedience with gambling and stuff? We, we have, uh, this was actually an issue of contention between the activists. Should it be promoted as an episode of civil disobedience or not? We ended up deciding, or uh, I ended up deciding, whatever, however you want to look at it, to not promote it as civil disobedience, but to simply promote that gambling will be occurring. So there will be some, you can call it civil disobedience if you want to. We are looking at it as we're just going to live like free people. And uh, we're not throwing it in their faces or anything like that. Uh, we're not you know, going to go to the government people and explicitly tell them, hey, we're going to do this. We're just going to promote the event as we would normally promote the event on television and on the radio and in person. And we're going to include the, the mention that gambling will be occurring. So I hope that answers your question. Okay. All right. Well, uh, it's, I hope you guys are going to have somebody video today. I don't know if I'm going to be out there or not. April 19th? That's correct. It's a Saturday. I know for a fact that at least one person will be there with a camera, plus myself. So I, I think you can count on at least two cameras being present. That's the beauty of this stuff, is now this stuff's going on all over the state videotaped. So, it, you know, it's not necessary for any one person to be anywhere for it to get taped. It's just this widening network of uh, different people, you know, shooting video. Yep, and I know for a fact that Free Minds TV will be there as well, so I imagine they'll have a camera on the scene uh, also. Oh, yeah. Are they going to, like, broadcast, like, the show from there or something? No, I don't think they're going to broadcast. That would be way too much work. Just get, I, well, I don't just mean broadcast. I just mean record it and then air what they yeah. got there. Yeah, they're definitely going to take some footage and do some interviews and, and absolutely cover it, for sure. It's it's their event. I mean, it's uh, it's a combination between freekeen.com and uh, Free Minds TV, which are two of the sort of activist uh, groups here in, in the Keen area. 
Is it just that one day it's going to be the 19th? That's correct. It's a three-hour event from noon until three. Anybody in New England that wants to come up and hang what? out with One some... day is not enough for you? What do you want, a sleepover, too? <laughs> <laughs> it's just... No, I'm just curious. And, then you, and you basically, guys, you guys just hang out sort of just south of downtown, right? It's in the middle of downtown uh, Keene on Main Street. And what it is, the purpose, and anybody can do this in, in their area, uh, the purpose of the event is to reach out to people that just happen to be shopping downtown at that particular time uh, to you know, give them the opportunity to introduce themselves to the, the concepts of liberty and maybe play a round of poker uh, while they're at it. So it's just going to be more of a fun kind of an event, uh, more of a social uh, atmosphere and a little bit of outreach. So there's going to be a little bit of outreach going on and there's going to be a little bit of gambling going on. And so it should be very interesting to see what happens as far as the governmental response, if any, to this particular event because a it is not permitted there uh there is a permitting process but from what i understand they can't arrest you for not having a permit so uh we probably shouldn't encounter any trouble from that aspect it probably will be the gambling aspect that will bring us trouble if any all right i predict they're going to leave us alone personally but maybe i'm just uh too optimistic that's what keen police did last time we did something sort of similar to that about a year ago uh, we sort of, uh, some of the, some of us like wandered up and down and some of us, some of, there were some miners with like, everybody had backpacks. They were going to refuse to allow searches. And there, I think it was like alleged that there was a, a miner that had alcohol in the backpack or something like that. And, uh, they didn't bother us on that one. Yeah. I, I have a feeling they're not going to bother us here either because, uh, you know, the question becomes if people are doing civil disobedience or if people are obviously not following the government's silly laws, what is the best possible response for government? Uh, because they only really have two responses to choose from. They're, you know, Number one is to crack down, and number two is to ignore you. Uh, or I guess there's kind of a third possible response, and that is to intimidate you into you stopping your behavior. But presuming you're going to continue and not be intimidated, then they only have really uh, two possible responses. And it it will... If they ignore us, then they will last longer. If they crack down, then it will only it will only just uh, amplify the trouble that 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 they will continue to experience at the uh, you know the hands of these activists that will continue on uh, doing more of this activism. So it should be interesting to see what happens. All right, good stuff. Any else? Good anything else going there. on in your world, Dave? Uh, nothing real exciting. I've been kind of slow the last day or two. Uh, actually, I had that that big video with the surveillance video that the feds shot. Oh the, yeah, uh, that broke shooting. out on the internet. You got a bunch of you got several thousand views on that one. Uh, I think I'm at like 20,000 now. Pretty cool. Dave, thanks for your call yeah. tonight. Uh, you can go see his stuff at RidleyReport.com. It's a great YouTube channel to give you a window into the world of the activists here in New Hampshire and see what's going on. Uh, Dave is really out there covering a lot of stuff that's uh, that's happening that we can't talk about at all here on Free Talk Live because there's really so much happening. There does seem to be quite a bit. Um, I was with one, an activist recently, and he was lamenting the fact that uh, it was hard for him to, de- you know, to determine what to do. In that there were so many different things to choose from, he was having a, a difficult time figuring out where to go and what to do. And I here said, in New that, Hampshire. Yeah, I said that is an awesome problem to have. I have never, never once been faced with that dilemma until I moved here to New Hampshire. And here you can do as much or as little as you want. There's so much going on, and if if what you want's not happening here, then start it. Some yeah. other, someone else will join you. There's so many flavors that uh, of of liberty activism that go on here in New Hampshire that people actually argue about. You know, uh, which one's right or right, right, or whether it's right or wrong. Where you are, no one's arguing about it. <laughs> it's just not <laughs> happening. <laughs> 
Uh, so, yes, there's uh, some really neat stuff happening here. And, uh, of course, we continue to bring you the inside scoop on uh, what's going on. Let's continue with your calls. Talk to Vince in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Vince. Vince, Indy, going once. Vince, Indy, going twice. Hello. Hi, there Vince. Is. Yes. How are you gentlemen doing what's, tonight? What's yes, on sir? your mind, sir? Oh, I was uh, I watched this book TV on C-SPAN. Oh, boy, that's Sometimes exciting I'll stuff. I'll put myself asleep. Yeah, it, it sure will. <laughs> <laughs> but some of it's pretty interesting. They, uh, they had that Indiana law. They were the, the National Booksellers Foundation. Mm-hmm. Is opposing that Indiana law that they passed. This is the about one about right. adult books. Yes, you know, you know they, you know, if people decide after June thirtieth of this year that they're going to start selling, they, and what they said was this: Brent Steele, who's a Republican, and this other gentleman who's a Democrat, because they said this had bipartisan support. <laughs> of course, some crap. You know, bipartisan effort to limit your freedoms of expression, but. uh it was to help track where cities didn't have zoning codes to help track undesirable businesses. Mm. You know, say such as Victoria's Secret or Priscilla's. Or so wait a minute. Uh, why would Victoria's Secret have to register under this law? As I understood it, it was a law that uh, that prohibited or didn't prohibit, but it forces businesses that sell adult uh, like. Novelty items. I guess I thought it was just uh, books or movies. You're saying anything? Well, they sell books. I mean, they do sell uh, magazines or you know their. And Victoria's Secret, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I don't. You know, but they distribute their catalog. Oh, they have a catalog. I guess that would count, huh? So anyone with I mean, printed material is that what the what? Clarify the law for me, uh, Vince, because I'm not sure I understand. Is it anything with printed material, or does it also include movies, or is it any media? What is? I, that's what's unclear about it. If it's if it's about dancing or media or printed materials or yeah, it's it, a vague I mean, law. Vague laws the are the worst kind of laws. You know, there are examples in there, or you got this. You know, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Well, from our perspective, it's the worst kind of law, Mark. But from the government's perspective, it's the best kind of law because it gives them, you know, a a, a wide variety of options to to enforce on us. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. they they like vague laws. It makes it it's easy. Two hundred fifty bucks. It's one time charge. One times uh, once a year or only once. Yeah, it's period. paid through the Secretary of State. Secretary of State has the enforcement of this law. Well, Vince, best of luck uh, in. Uh, I, I I I was going to share with you something personal. Yeah. Because I, I I'm a, an accountant and part-time lawyer sometimes. Quick, quick, we're short but on time. I do something. I, I do a karaoke sheet machine. Yeah. And uh, I was in a bar here about a year or so ago, and the state ABC a control officer there. Uh oh. Had my well, see, I had the video, and I have videos of these. I wish we had more time, but we're out of it. Thank you, Vince. More on the way. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, including archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. 
The world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is April the 11th through the 13th at Knob Creek Gun Range. It's fun for the whole family with machine guns, flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. It opens at 9 a.m. It's $10 per person. That's K-N-O-B CreekRange.com. KnobCreekRange.com. 800-259-9231. Bring up anything to Sweden. We finally go to discuss the world of pet regulation. Because government just keeps getting bigger. Eventually, it will get itself into areas that you never thought government had any business being in. Or that you're shocked and surprised that government is even bothering with. What's happening in Sweden, Mark? Well, apparently they're regulating pet ownership um, in just just crazy ways. Uh, Sweden's uh, Board of Agriculture has issued an extensive set of new guidelines for regulating how pet owners treat their dogs and cats. Treat their dogs and cats. (laughs) Among other things, the 15 pages of new guidelines set specifications for how often dogs and cats receive food and exercise. Wow. The size and design of their living quarters. As well as, uh, as well as the wait, are these recommendations or laws? No, they're laws. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Regulating guidelines, regulating. Okay. So just checking. The size and design of their living quarters, as well as the quality of the air Swedish pets breathe. Wow. Yeah. As though you have any very much control <laughs> at all over the. Uh, does that mean that? Oh, you I'm can't sure there's smoke? a device they'll sell you, Mark, that'll mm, help sure. clean up your air quality. Some politically connected company, I'm sure, manufactures them. You'll love how the, the they manage to justify this. It's awesome. Right, the uh, rules have been in development since 2005 and designed to ensure that dogs and cats <laughs> been, have the opportunity to feel good and, and and behave in a normal manner. Some government task force has been working on this day and night since 2005, huh? Yeah, I'm sure that's true. It's, it's funny. They, they have the opportunity to feel good and behave in a natural manner. How does a dog living in a house... <laughs> Behave in a natural manner. Nothing natural about that. There isn't, no. no. I mean, uh, d- dogs followed around groups of, uh, of you know, cavemen or whatever you want to call them, uh, prehistoric men, uh, kind of living off the scraps and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the cavemen would, didn't mind it because they were essentially their, their deep freezers when they, uh, you know, they, they'd let them eat off the, the mammoth uh, carcass there and... And then uh, the dogs would follow them around and then they'd kill a few dogs when they were hungry and didn't yeah. have any more meat, so... That's how it all started, at least the assumption is, and, and I believe it. So how do dogs and cats behave in a natural manner? Uh, and how are these rules going to help that? Does that mean the cat can pee wherever he wants? Is that what it means? I don't know. It's kind of natural, isn't it? sounds awful. Yeah, it's awful. All I've right. heard bad things about cat pee. And we, we had rules for the care and handling of livestock. Here's the justification. As well as for, the, um, as well as for small caged animals... Uh-huh. But nothing for dogs and cats, says uh, Cheryl know, Jones. The house is just a big cage, Mark, so we need, I mean, if you can cage, if you've got regulations that regulate the small uh, cages, then we have to right. regulate the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah. For those of you out there that think that the government's legitimate role is to regulate businesses and, and uh, how they go about it, here's the justification for regulating your pet ownership mm-hmm. is we're regulating livestock already. Yeah, that's how, that's so typical, by the way. It's not just a, remember... This isn't just something that's going to happen in Sweden. This kind of crap can happen here in America. There are places in America where they've banned certain types of dogs. Pit bulls, for instance, mm-hmm. have been banned. Uh, so don't think this kind of stuff can't happen here. They love to share bad ideas around. And this is frequently cited as an excuse. I've heard this excuse here in America, too, mm-hmm. in various different areas. Not necessarily pet regulation, but wherever the government wants to stick its nasty little nose next. Well, we all regula- already regulate this. 
Yes. Right. That's a natural extension. Exactly. All right. Well, Cheryl Jones Fur, yes, it's spelled F-U-R, is a zoologist with the board's division for pets. She explained that the rules come about uh, to fill a gap in existing regulations rather than because of any specific spike in cases of animals ab- animal abuse. So there's oh, no okay. good reason for wow. this. <laughs> it's just because we, somebody, some bureaucrat was sitting right. around eating a donut and drinking some coffee and said, hey, you know what? We're not regulating enough animals. Right. And, well, it's not that, not as though there would be a reason, not, not as though that uh, if somebody were abusing their animals, that that would be a reason to regulate everyone, but usually it's an excuse. Usually that's the excuse they'll use. They'll, there will be some real-life case of some jackball not feeding his dog and you know someone finding out about it, and then they'll say, this is tragic, we're going to need a law to stop this in the future. But here they're saying... There, there was no uh, no incident. We just, you know, we needed more regulations because that's what government does. It expands its scope and its size and its complexity and its intrusiveness, and it it will never stop until people finally stop putting up with it. It's bizarre. Uh, if anything, we are a bit behind in developing the rules, she says. <laughs> the guidelines... There ma- you go. Competition between governments results in more rules and regulations, not better product services or, uh, right. you know, like it does in the marketplace. You, you've got competing legislatures out there. What are they right. going to do in order to make themselves better? The only thing they can, legislate. Right. They want to be They want to be the leaders in the world of regulation and legislation. And the media complains when there are do-nothing congresses out there. Yep. So, it, obviously, we want them to do something, which is... Well, obviously, create rules to control our lives. Fifteen pages of them in this case. Yeah. For the pets alone. The guidelines mandate, for example, the dogs and cats should be checked on at least twice a day and should have their uh, their need for Thurston social... Thurston Howell voice? Is that what that is? Th- that's what that is, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, the, uh, the, the, the Swedish are snotty. Thurston yeah. snotty. That's, that's where I'm coming up with Okay, that, all right. Um, I don't think that's very nice to the Swedes. How do you know they're all snotty? Well, not the Swedes in general. These uh, the, the Swedish government, I okay. guess, is what I, I, I'm all saying. Because right. obviously they know better. Yes. I don't mean the we Swe- have Swedish listeners. Swedish people in in general. I'm talking about the, the Swedes in government, right. especially not the ones that send us money from the amplifier program. And clearly they know better how to to uh, regulate their citizens than we do. They've got these pet regulations now. Okay, give me some more examples. What else? Uh, they should have their need for social contact satisfied. <laughs> Pets. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That means you have to take them out to see other dogs, right? We're talking about dogs right now, right? I guess. Uh, we're people, um, you know, the pets, oh, okay. dogs and cats need to be uh, checked on uh, a couple of times a day and have their uh, need for social contact satisfied. Your kid, you can lock him in the closet, but <laughs> right. your dog... I'm sure they've got rules for that, too. <laughs> pets kept indoors should be within view of a uh, window allowing sunlight and dog... <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep them in a lightless room. And dogs kept outdoors should have access to both sunny and shaded areas, as well as protection against wind and rain. <laughs> Now, I think that everybody does this, right? I mean, I suppose there's some vicious weirdo out there that chains his dog out in the sunlight and then, you know, just right out in the elements and doesn't give him any, like, a, a tarp to hide under or anything. Yeah. But who does this? Who doesn't do this? Levels of ammonia and carbon dioxide in the air must be kept below 10 parts per million and 3,000 <laughs> parts per million, respectively. What happens when I'm in there with the Windex bottle? Do I, don't I have know. to be concerned? I don't know. How do you know how many um, levels of ammonia and carbon dioxide are in the air? You'll need to have a monitor. In addition, every to regu- house will be will be mandated to install a uh, monitor of these things. 
In it'll be an alarm that goes off. Like the carbon, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we've got carbon monoxide alarms. Carbon yeah. monoxide. This is carbon dioxide. Well, it's just another alarm. Yeah. You're going to just have a whole row of them down your hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Bleaking lights that every time the power goes off, the damn things just blare. They all just go off. It's awful. When one of those things just goes off on yeah, their own. Yeah, bad. It's terrible. Hey, there's more to this, right? Yes, there okay, is. Okay, 800-259-9231. How micromanaging can this get? How much further could they go with this? I don't know if we should even give them any ideas. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version as well. Both are free for you at freetalklive.com. Are you looking for an intellectual challenge this summer? Join students from around the world at a free summer seminar sponsored by the Institute for Humane Studies. Hear lectures from top faculty and discuss the ideas of liberty and their current applications. Get more information at libertarianseminars.com. Sounds like it'll also be a fun networking event as well. Uh, That's libertarianseminars.com. 800-259-9231. We uh, continue here with this crazy story out of Sweden about how they want to regulate pretty much everything... In regards to your pets, your dogs and cats or birds or whatever it is that uh, animals are that you love uh, and the environment that you keep them in. Sweden wants to tell you what the, uh, you know, the air quality has to be like, how many windows the room has to have that the, you know, the pet is kept in. What is it? Just recap real quick some of the, these last nutty regulations that they're imposing on everyone. Uh, well, dogs and cats should be checked on at least twice a day. Sounds good. Um, should have uh, th- their need for social contact satisfied. Uh, if they're kept indoors, they should be within a window, uh, within view of a window allowing sunlight. And dogs kept outdoors should have access to both sunny and shaded areas, as well now, these as are, protections ca- against wind and rain. Now you're using the term "should," but you clarified earlier that these are regulations. This is not a book right. of suggestions. You know, and once you sort of, uh, who's going to control, who's going to uh, enforce these mandates? Are they going to have a bureaucracy put in place? Dog How protective services cost? or animal protective services. Are they going to be able to come into your home without a warrant and just look, poke around? That's what they do with the child protective services. But for the things that people are doing already for their pets? I mean, if if you treat a well, pet they have to verify. There was unlike a... these rules say, you're going to have a really bad animal uh, you know, on true. your hands. You're going to have an animal that's very unhappy with uh, but there are know, people life. There. there are people out there like that, Mark. There, there are, are people few. that abuse animals, and they're sick, and they're weird, and now they're suggesting here that there's going to be some government agency that's well, going to be investigating these things. It would seem to me that uh, that's ani- well, if they abuse animals, we pro- they probably already have a law for that and don't need to create a bureaucracy. The police but can handle But I think what they're it. saying here is that abuse of animals goes beyond just physical abuse. Like they're suggesting here that yes, everyone knows that beating your dog with a you know a blunt object is abuse. Everyone would agree on that. But they're suggesting that not checking on your dog twice a day is also abuse. And, and having their need for social contact met. 
I'm now look. I'm in agreement with those. You know, with that particular recommendation. I think dogs and cats should be socialized, and they should have uh, enough opportunity to be with you. Um, but some people. They feel differently, and who am I to tell them how to raise their pets? Some people, the dog is just a, uh, a, a you know, a guard dog. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? In addition to regulating individual pet owners, the rules also extend to doggy daycares, which are required to ensure the dogs which can't get along with another one another can be separated in order to avoid conflicts. Hmm. Uh, they aren't doing that? Who aren't doing what? The doggy daycares aren't separating dogs that uh, can't avoid conflict? <laughs> I mean, are they handing back little <laughs> little foofy all tore up from the pit bull that you know yeah. mangled him in the yard there? <laughs> I mean, what what kind of pointless rules are these? Officials hope to set the new rules. Uh, they hope the new rule, new set of rules, will make it easier for animal inspection authorities to investigate cases of animal cruelty. Mm, there you go. Animal inspection authorities. Previously, inspectors had no regulatory support to which they could uh, refer. It's hard to convince owners to change their behavior without having something that specifies what is acceptable and what isn't, says ah. Jones Fur. Hmm. So often, they needed a law to point to before right. before the regulators would come and say, hey, we want you to do this and this and this. But now they're going to be able to say, well, it's the law. You know, because that's so persuasive. I, I, I would like to caveat what I'm going to say here to uh, ahead of time with. I don't think there should be rules in, you know, keeping your pet or keeping livestock. Mm-hmm. As unfortunate as it is, some some people tra- treat animals. I just don't think that, uh, you, you know, I think it's a sl- slippery slope. If you tell one guy that he can't beat his uh, mule, then you then you're telling somebody else that they can't slaughter their cow for hamburger. Because where do you draw the line? Right. And who draws the line? However. I do like laws that are more specific than laws that are vague. Even if the law is totalitarian and even if the spe- um, specifics, you know, sort of uh, are stepping closer and closer to the line of uh, uh, of tyranny, I like specifics simply because that way people know yes or no, am I doing this? You know what I mean? And the previous no, rules because people don't read the law. At the very least, they can point to they can if they want. I've looked up laws um, in the past and you know, I, I I've gotten specifics if I chose I like, to get them. I like one vague law. Do no harm. <laughs> I I, I, I agree. like that one. I agree with that. I understand where you're coming everything from. Everything else is superfluous. And why is that? Because do no harm covers everything. But they don't need you don't need to have harm individual. to humans or harm to to animals. You don't need do to no have harm to humans. You don't have you don't need to have individual uh, definitions for exactly all of the possible ways that one could do harm. I, I ate ham today before I came. Did I did I harm someone? Uh, something. If someone needs to be paid restitution on that, then uh, we could we could look what, at what that. What about issue. the pig? It was definitely harmed. <laughs> yeah, but uh, don't think you can pay restitution to the pig. Uh, I'll uh, I'll be uh, harming another pig soon. I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Most often, the, if you stole the pig from someone, then the owner needs some restitution. Yeah. Most often, those convicted of crimes against animals result in fines. Though Jones Fur said it would not be unheard of for people to receive prison time as well. Sweden already. <laughs> what has, are you in for? Well, my air quality in my house was. <laughs> I wasn't socializing my kitty enough. I had, you know, kittens, nine of them, and they said I needed to spend a half an hour with each, and then I had to go to work. <laughs> Sweden has already some of the world's toughest animal welfare laws, says Jones Fur. And she believes the new guidelines will ensure that life as a dog in Sweden is good. Most animals have it pretty good here, she said. <laughs> yeah, as though kept animals have bad lives in general. Yeah. 
That's from the local.se if you want to uh, go look up uh, Sweden regulates pet ownership. I mean, the, the, this I want to go back to the question of who decides, right? Who decides how uh, what the regulation should be? Who decides what is appropriate? Who decides what is abuse? I know the answer. I know the answer. It's never me. Well, that much is probably going to be never, true. Never ever me. It is never ever you. It's right. always somebody else. Well, even if and you, that person knows better how you how to live your life than you do. Well, even if you somehow magically get elected and anointed the one to decide these things, you will not be the one who enforces the laws. That much you is will true. not be the inspectors. You will not be the bureaucrats administering the program, and you will certainly not be there a few years later when the program changes in ways you never expected it to. But under under the heading of who decides these things, it's like you said, Mark. You never know who these people are going to be, so inevitably somebody else could get into power, and they could be one of these crazy animal rights activists. Yeah, that PETA, PETA could get in charge of this bureaucracy. That believes that you know, even though you've got the cleanest air for your pets to breathe, and they've got two windows to look out of, and that they're visited five times a day instead of two, and that you know you've you've more than satisfied all of these crazy regulations. There are people out there who believe that keeping animals, period, should be just not allowed. They believe that the appropriate place for animals is out in the wild, and if they had their druthers, tomorrow morning everybody with a cat or a dog inside their house would just let them out the front door and uh, they'd be free again. This is what they want. They want ultimate freedom in their mind for these animals. The freedom to go and die in the wild, apparently, because... You know, a lot of these animals have uh, been uh, been very domesticated. Right. And if if PETA had its way, I would have to release Senior Grouchy Pants to the the great wilds where yes. he could tromp on the savanna. But what they fail to understand is that Senior Grouchy Pants is a 22 pound morbidly obese cat <laughs> with no testicles and no claws. Now. <laughs> he came to me with no testicles and no claws. I am not morally culpable for chopping off the ends of his little fingers. We did. We lobbed off Ravage's, uh, Ravage's claws. And boy, is he the better cat for it. <laughs> well, that's He's so much more fun. That's the that, that was your choice. I didn't. I, however, did are you not a- do against that? that? I. I think that I like the idea of putting little uh, rubber uh, things on on the nails. It's, it it's more like a work. Pain. It it is more work, but uh, I, I believe that in later in life that they can uh, feel pain, phantom pain in that area. Really? Yeah. Is there evidence for that? Um. Well, the they they lick their little paws a lot hmm. as they get older. <laughs> I mean, what what other evidence do you need? Hmm. Speculation. Anyway, I didn't do it. And haven't chosen to do that. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, they're completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, Free Talk Live. Dot com And if you want to help support the show, then shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Anything you buy in 41 categories to shop in, uh, even stuff that you don't actually get, like intangible products that you download, you don't really, can't possess, will still get a percentage. Uh, it's a varying different, per- the percentage varies usually based on the amount of stuff we sell, so you won't ever see anything on your bill. It'll never have a line item saying, well, X percent went to Free Talk Live. You just have to trust us that if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, anything you buy, new, used, Free Talk Live will get a cut. 
In fact, I uh, got the numbers back from January, and we weren't down that much from the Christmas season. It was like 1800 bucks in December, only down to uh, $1,000 in commissions in January. So uh, moving up, moving on, uh, the, con- the Free Talk Live listeners continue to purchase all kinds of interesting products for themselves at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So join them. The prices are great, and the brands you recognize, uh, there's really no reason not to. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. All right, so the pet thing. We pretty much cover all the bases on that, Mark. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy amounts of regulation coming out of Sweden for the, uh, for the world of pet owners. And just wait until some American politician gets wind of those ideas and decides to implement them over in, you know, California or something like that or Oregon. or that's what, That might be where it starts, but you never know when these things are going to pop up. And then you have to ask yourself... Are you prepared to allow some government pet inspector to come into your house to make sure that everything's okay with your litter box? Really? Because that's the direction we're talking about going in here. I mean, it is an excuse, by the way. This is a good excuse for government people to come into your house more often. That just means they can find more stuff that's wrong for them to bring you up on charges with or demand that you fix or else. They'd like nothing more. So look out for more of that in the future. Now, let's actually change gears a little bit and focus on an agency. I guess that's not the right term. Focus on a group, uh, an entity, that is actually helping people on a day-to-day basis in America. I interacted with this particular entity today. As a matter of fact, it is the Big W, the Ah, biggest employer in America, Wally World, Walmart. Now, people love to hate Walmart, right? People, I mean, everybody, Walmart's terrible. Everybody can find something out about Walmart they don't like. I saw Keith like. Olbermann uh, complaining about, uh, you know, last night, and, and uh, it sounded like he had a pretty legitimate complaint. And, you know what? National media coming down on uh, a company that's making a mistake is a good thing. Sure. Um, but, you know, it was some woman who apparently uh, had some medical insurance issues. She used to work for Walmart. Walmart was suing her for some reason. I don't know. Hmm. But um, I just I just heard it briefly. But, y- you know, I think that when you when a company does something bad and there's plenty of news, plenty of stuff in the news about Walmart doing bad things. I think you need to give them applause when they do something good. I think generally what Walmart does is very good. Absolutely. They provide they provide lower prices every day to millions and millions of Americans, people worldwide. Many people who can't afford to pay more. Uh, having those low prices helps keep dollars in poor people's pockets. In or the lets middle them class. have more stuff. Well, that's true. I mean, you can do whatever you want with those dollars. Mm-hmm. But the point is, if you can make your dollar go further, and that's what places like Walmart and other discounters help people do, then that's in, in just so incredibly valuable. It's almost incalculably valuable. Right. And, if the, and people that are worried about the little mom and pop shops, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, protectionist legislation that gives welfare to people that can't run businesses that are as competitive as Walmart Stinks. Before we go on to praise uh, this particular company, I'd like to say I have my own objections with uh, with Walmart and the way they do business. I don't appreciate their censorship policies, for instance, but I would never buy my music from Walmart in the first place. But as far as, you know, a good place to go to get a bag of cereal, some toothpaste, and some toilet paper, I mean... Kitty litter? Yeah. It's good for that. What's going on? What happened here? Uh, what's the story about, Mark? Shortly before Hurricane Katrina made landfall in uh, the U.S. Gulf in the morning of... Uh, August the 29th, 2005, the chief, chief executive officer of Walmart, Lee Scott, gathered his subordinates and ordered a memorandum sent to every single regional and uh, store manager in the... He's the in, head of the organization. ...imperiled area, right? He's the um, chief executive officer. Yeah. 
uh, let's see, his words were not especially exalted, but they ought to be mounted and framed on the wall of every chain retailer and remembered as American business owner, um, businesses answer to the pre-battle oratory of uh, George S. Patton or Henry V. Hmm. A lot of you are going to make... This is what he said? This is the quote? Yes. A lot of you are going to have to make... Uh, decisions above your level was Scott's message to his people. Make the best decision that you can with the information that's available to you at the time. And above all, do the right thing. Hmm. This extraordinary um, de- delegation of authority essentially promising unlimited support for the decision-making of employees who were earning, in many cases, less than $100,000 a year, saved countless lives in the ensuing chaos. The results are recounted in a new paper on the disaster written by uh, Stephen Horowitz, an Australian school um, economist at the uh, St. Lawrence University in New York. Before I go on with that, I'd like to remind people this that little statement was made before the hurricane hit. Now, many, many, many hurricanes, hundreds of hurricanes have hit the United States over the last hundreds of hundred years. Mm-hmm. Hurricanes hit the United States all the time. Sometimes Category 5 hurricanes hit. They had no idea that Katrina was going to be the level of natural disaster that it was. It wasn't Katrina that was the natural disaster. They didn't realize that the United States, no one thinks about these things. The United States government's uh, Army Corps of Engineers built this levee system and that that New Orleans was 10 feet below sea level. That it had really no business in being there at all, the city itself, Mm. any more than, well, building any city 10 feet below sea level makes any damn sense. But... People rely on the government, and, and Walmart CEOs are really no different. They they imagine that well, that it's there, it's got houses and stuff. That's a real legitimate place. Yeah, this it made Andrew look sick in comparison. So he had no idea what the level of devastation was going to be. Sure, when he made this statement, and you know, I, it just it just shows his uh, level of dedication to the customer that much more. While the Federal Emergency Management Agency fumbled about doing about as much to prevent essential supplies from reaching um, Louisiana, Mississippi as it could to facilitate it, because <laughs> they really did do as much to prevent them as they could yeah. to facilitate, um, the Walmart managers performed feats of heroism. In uh, Kenner, Louisiana, an employee crashed a forklift through a warehouse door to get water for a nursing home. A Monroe, Louisiana store uh, um, served as barracks for cops whose homes had been submerged. In Waveland, Mississippi, an assistant manager who could not reach her superiors had a bulldozer driven through the store to retrieve disaster necessities for community use and broke into a locked pharmacy closet to obtain medicine for the local hospital. Well, that has to be like a crazy violation of, you know, there's all kinds of laws surrounding uh, the pharmaceuticals. I'm sure. Who knows how many laws were broken right there, but hey, it was the right thing to do. Where were the cops? Yeah. When you talk about your stinking laws, where were these stinking police officers? They were busy looting looting. stores. Right. Or they had left town. It was the Walmart employees that were still there. Mm. Meanwhile, Walmart trucks preloaded with emergency supplies at regional depots were among the first on the scene wherever refugees were being gathered by officialdom. Their main challenge in many cases was running the gauntlet of FEMA officials who didn't want to let them through. Yep. They wanted people to dehydrate and die rather than let Walmart come in and give out some water. God, the government's so incompetent. As the uh, as the president of the brutalized Jefferson Parish put it in uh, September the 4th, meet the press interview speaking at the height of uh, na- nationwide despair over FEMA's confused response, if the U.S. government would have responded like Walmart had responded, there wouldn't have been a crisis. Mm-hmm. 
this benevolent improvisation. But the U.S. government will never respond in that way. No matter how many staff changes they make, no matter how no. restructured the organization, no matter how much extra funding, it cannot possibly respond in the way that Walmart and other private agencies do because it doesn't have the incentives. It doesn't, and it never will. This benevolent improvisation contradicts everything that we've been taught about Walmart by labor unions and the small is beautiful left. We are told that the company thinks of its store management as a collection of cheap, brainwashed, um, able uh, replacement parts that its home, um, homogenizing culture makes it incapable of serving local communities, that a sparrow cannot fall in Walmart parking lot without orders from Arkansas, that the chain um, puts profits on over people, and that the actual view of the company, <laughs> verifiable from its disaster response, procedures is that you can't make profits without people living in healthy communities. I bet there's That's more the to truth. this. Is there more to this story? Because it sounds so it good. Is. We probably should continue it tomorrow because we're short on time. But I'd just like to say... I don't know as, if there's enough to continue tomorrow, as, though. Okay, well then, maybe we'll just continue the discussion. I think, that, I think we've got the idea, yeah. um, the gist okay. of it. Well, I, I'd like to say that uh, you know this big, evil corporation, right? I was standing there at the customer service desk today, taking back a product that I, I didn't need anymore, and I, I feel so bad because, you know... Some of these products is so hard to get into, you have to tear the hell out of the packaging in order mm-hmm. to get into it. But they took it back, issued me a, a full refund. And as I was standing there waiting, I looked, there's this little board over there that shows how much money that one store has contributed to charities in the area in one year's time. Over $600,000 contributed in 2007 from one Walmart to various different charities. Wow. So... <laughs> These people that are anti-Walmart, I just don't understand what their issue is. They just hate business. I think that's what it is. They hate big business. Anyway, we'll be back uh, tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The cynic says, I started losing my hair and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.